0: Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of May 18th. I'm your host, D. Suave, Derek Kessinger, joined, as always, by the editorial staff of Notes Guru, Kevin Kobach, Big Shot Bob Robert Holman, which, by the way, happy birthday, turned 39 on Monday, (laughs) and Kyle Darren McFadden. And Robert, safe to say, Illinois Speed Week was a success. We got to hang out. Good racing. I know that you had a flat tire, which may have caused a little burden on your trip, but all in all, it was a great week.
1: It was a uh, it was a really excellent week. Uh, you know, a lot of times I go to these things and it happens so fast and I don't get to really enjoy it. And it, the racing was excellent. And, uh, you know, the car counts were great. The tracks were, were, you know, really good. You know, just from start to finish, I thought it was a, a really, a really good week. You know, went by in a hurry.
0: Yeah, and Kovac, how about all those finishes? We pretty much had a uh, last lap hurrahs, three of the final four nights. Pierce was closing in on Shepard on the first night there, but man, oh man, close finish at Farmer City. Sheppy tried to go deja vu at Fairbury and then obviously tried to make a late rally over Dennis Herb Jr., but was held short.
2: Yeah, that was uh That was, typical. That was uh, quintessential blue, uh, blue ring racing in Illinois, that's for sure. That was uh, pretty cool hard fought racing where the guys are going right down to the wire and they're just getting up on the, you can get up on that cushion and, and, and just bang away and, and try to get faster and faster and, and make some moves and, uh, uh, and just manhandle it to the finish. I mean, that was pretty cool. The way, uh, uh, Tyler Herb made that pass of Ricky Thornton Jr. Ricky just went to the bottom there and turned three at farmer city going in on the last lap. And I was able to uh, that allowed to uh, try to block the slider and he ended up allowing uh, Tyler to build up some momentum to just cut right down there and pass him and, and that and that Fairbury finish man that that was looking like the 2019 Prairie Dirt Classic for sure when uh, Shepard uh, made that last lap slider to to get Pierce and made the place go nuts and uh, I'm sure that the I'm sure that the fans were getting into it those last few laps with Shepard uh, chasing down Pierce and you know and uh, this time Pierce was able to you know, just have enough room on the outside and between uh, Shepard and the wall to hold on. So, but uh, I'm sure that that was, uh, I, I wasn't, you in there, you Robert and Derek, you were both there. I'm sure the crowd was getting into it because this was a pretty good turnout, uh, I imagine.
0: Yeah. Two things I took away from the weekend is one, I had so many people come up to me and say, we need to add it to make it like a week long, like six or seven races. I'm like, oh great. Here we go. Seen it a million times and be all the drivers and or most of the drivers, especially the guys from Illinois, were, like, thanking Rigsby and Shellen and I, just like, man, this was most fun I've had in a long time. We only had to drive, like, 170 miles total throughout the entire weekend, so I thought that was pretty cool that drivers seemed to like it. Um, obviously, the fans loved it because every single night had a pretty good crowd. And, I mean, Farmer City in February had packed crowds. I wasn't really there for Lincoln and uh, Spoon River, but everybody said that was on the ground said, man, they had, they had phenomenal crowds as well. So I'm hoping that we can do it in 2023. I'm saying do not make it a week long because sometimes a little less can be more. So people think that we need to have like a whole week or two. I'm like, well, we can wait a couple more weeks for the summer nationals. But it turned out very nicely. Pretty cool to see four different winners. Now, Kyle, you were at Charlotte. Could Chris Madden win a million dollars this season without even winning the Eldora Million? Because he is dialed in another $75,000 just in winner's purse. like just the times he won, obviously, he probably made a little bit more than that. But,
2: man, oh,
3: man,
0: he is on another level.
3: Yes, actually, I agree after this weekend. I would say going into this weekend, you know,
0: obviously, Jonathan Downport
3: had closed the gap at the top of the rankings. Um, but after, like, watching Chris this past weekend, even his third-place run, too, where, um, you know, you couldn't really do much with that racetrack with just how much – uh all three racing surfaces, in my opinion, were were great compared. You know, just compared to Charlotte's kind of temperamental disposition. Um, but even his third place run on Thursday behind Kyle Larson and Brandon Overton, you know, he was uh, he's just been strong, and so and he's he, and there's a. There's a certain um contentment there that's obviously not complacency, but I mean he's just really content with where things are at right now, just like with his race program. And you know, just watching that Saturday fifty lap finale where Davenport had to back his corners up and back his corners up and and, and Chris was noticeably getting on the brakes uh for those first forty-ish laps, needing to move around in lap traffic there. It it just he just knew. That Chris was better uh than Davenport on saturday and and versus bloomquist on uh, Wednesday there so it's uh you know I would seth I would definitely say that he's on a completely different level right now now he's not expected to race next until a million um second week of june so um if all goes according the plan there. Um, that same race car that he's won at Bristol, same race car he won this past weekend at Charlotte. You know that's going to be the uh, hopefully the million dollar machine for him. But yeah, I mean he's on pace. He's on tour pace right now. Uh, It's the first time he's ever won seven, seven times before the month of June. Yeah, I mean he's off the best start of his career, and uh, he can certainly keep it going.
0: Yeah, he's hot as a pistol. Kyle Larson got the other win there at Charlotte, and Robert. I don't know if any point in dirt late model racing we'd probably have to look it up maybe but we had six different drivers least to least win fifteen thousand dollars in four days we had four different winners at speed week two different winners at charlotte that is huge for those drivers just to get that extra payday by winning but also you know racing for a good payout for the four days
1: well you know definitely the way that uh just the economy right now that we're in uh just the way that fuel costs the way that every single thing that you do costs more you know tires have gone up exponentially uh every every single phase of our sport as far as a racer goes um i'm not really 100% sure how their fuel is ours fuel that that i use is not really spiked which is kind of uh it's one of those weird things that you see other fuel really fluctuate huge but you don't always see racing fuel it's kind of is a trickle down type thing it doesn't always uh do it the same but uh everything else though the economy has just blasted it and so to see these guys get paid for traveling and to get paid for showing up and to make a little money and and not just make their way i mean you got to understand it you can't continue to just make your way you have to make some money in this sport uh, if you're going to continue it. You know, it's kind of like you know, you know, you're a a basketball guy, uh, you know, Derek, and and you can't just come down and trade baskets with a team when you're trying to catch up or when you're trying to win. You've got to you've got to get more. And so that's kind of the way racing is. You can't just come into the pit gate every week. And just trade hundred dollar bills. You've got to make more at some point than you're t- than you've spent. So uh, it was really good to see the the Castrol Flow deal uh, have you know some good payouts. It's excellent to see the XRSS uh, provide excellent payouts for these guys. And clearly, about fifty cars at each venue that they were far enough apart where they they weren't really like overstepping. And they were both able to have good car counts. That's the that's the win-win for the fans right there uh, is to provide those. You know, you don't want uh you can pay the guys all day long, but if you only have 12 guys show up, eventually it's not going to work because the fans will quit showing up and watching or whatever. So you've got to have cars there. And uh, so so these venues were far enough apart. These uh, big paydays were, were far enough r- r- geographically apart to – split the field and both events have really good fields. So that's a, a positive for the fans as well.
0: Yeah. And Kovac, you were uh, at a concert this past weekend, but I know you're keeping tabs on both uh, Charlotte and Illinois speed week. What was your vibe? Just kind of being the guy in neutral, not either at, at either spot. I feel like I, they, that race was in a different country in Charlotte. Cause I was concentrating on the speed week just like I'm sure the guys at Charlotte probably had like they were paying attention, but maybe they weren't feeling that vibe. Like we were in Illinois because like Robert said, it was far enough away. So it was a guy like you just sitting at home. What was your vibe for both both places?
2: Well, a a vibe wise, uh, it was definitely, you could, I mean, just watching the video, you could see more excitement in the, in Illinois. I mean, there was, you looked at, you look at the video and you saw the grandstands, they were, I mean, it, it, there's a lot less stands, obviously, than there are in Charlotte. So it doesn't take many people to, uh, it could be the same amount of people at both tracks. And it's going to look a lot uh, more jammed, obviously, at a, in, in Illinois, the the small bull rings. But it looked like th- there's a lot of color. There's a, a lot of coloring up on those grandstands. There was a lot of people. It just looked like there was a lot more intensity there. The Charlotte races, I mean, the first two on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, Kyle was there. Uh, I mean, there, there, the number of people was, uh, that, that was not very many. I mean, I mean, I, I, seen a picture and I can almost count the people. I can basically count the people who were there and it was, I wasn't getting very up into the hundreds there, uh, counting them. I I'm not sure exactly Saturday looked like it was better, uh, but still not the normal, what you would see at a Charlotte. I mean, there's, there's no comparison to the world finals. I mean, one of the most attended races in the whole season of, of dirt track racing. So I mean they're gonna have, they have a ways to go there to I mean the, obviously this year the 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 interest in the Charlotte the colossal what was not there fan wise uh, that it needs to be I mean they're gonna have to do something to 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 get that going uh, for the future uh, if that event's gonna continue I don't think you can just continue just using just streaming money to pay for that much that much of a purse you're gonna have to have fans and 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 to make the place make the event have an atmosphere and you need to have fans. And, and I think that there was no doubt those four Illinois speed races had a heck of an atmosphere. I mean, I heard there were a lot of campers on Saturday, even at a, at a, at Fairbury in in period. I mean, I think from the first, the spoon river race uh, it was mentioned that that was the most, I don't know how many campers were there, but it was the most campers that the the track had ever seen uh, on site for, for any race. So that, that, that was a good sign. I guess there was a lot of, you know, traveling fans that went from, from race to race with their campers uh, to see them all that, which is a pretty cool little uh, deal, you know, gives you a little variety. I mean, I personally, I like those four nights in a row of different racetracks that are within a close uh, proximity. And, and I think that that, the, the turnouts, uh, the crowds at those three, at those four races, I think some, sometimes you, you get these, uh, there when you have four races in a row or it, it's it's kind of tilted away from like having races races close together the farmer city fairbury back to back something like that um in, in a lot of places you don't they they try to shy away series try to shy away from having the tracks too close together um and consecutive nights but man I, I tell you what it uh, didn't look like it 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 affected the the crowd turnout at any of those races it seemed like there was plenty of fans to go around within a small radius uh to make all those successful
0: yeah you had 50 cars at one place 50 cars at the other so overall nearly 100 cars duking it out for big time paydays all right guys we're about at the halfway point of the race season we do the top 25 virtually every week now um Mm -hmm. this week we had chris madden jd shepherd overton tyler herb at five bobby pierce at six mike muller seven (laughs) devin moran a Dennis Herb, Jr., nine, and then Kyle Larson, Tim McCready, tied for 10th. I guess we'll just uh, – we have a little chat going here, and Robert, he wanted to bring up the top 25 a little bit because we are at the halfway point, so we have guys starting to race more and more. Just uh, your thoughts overall when you saw the rankings come out there, Big Shot, Bob.
1: Well, I don't think it's um, – I don't think it's a secret between, you know, the, the four of us that I was, like, baffled, I guess, that uh, Dennis Herb, you know, was ranked after what he's done the first half of the season and what he's done over the last uh, 10 races. You know, I, we don't – it is a – it's not necessarily a secret poll, a secret ballot, but we don't typically discuss we, – we don't actually discuss this at all with each other before we vote. We don't get together at a panel and, and sit, you know, like we're trying to put together a 16-team tournament and say who should be in who should be out. You know, that's not how we do it each vote is everyone's opinion and i respect the opinions of of the voters i'm just going to throw some numbers out here right quick and then let you guys go around and 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 say see what you see what you think okay you know dennis like you said was was ranked 8th and, and again the other thing is i'm not trying to take away anything from um from other other drivers i like these guys i, I like them as well as i like you know dennis and it's it's obviously clear that you guys have made it clear that that you know i like dennis as well but one of the things i do like about dennis is his he's he's very low-key he's and he goes about his business and and i like that and so i really hesitated at first to even bring this up because i don't want to put a target on his back and say hey you know that that guy from dirt on dirt you know robert the boondoggle dude you know he's he went on a wild boondoggle this morning thinking that you know, you should be ranked higher than you should. You know, now let's you got to go prove it. Well, I don't think he's worried about our podcast. I don't think he's worried about the rankings. I don't think he's worried about my opinion. I don't think Dennis Erb Jr. is worried about any of that. Okay? So, with that said, I'm going to throw this out. Over the last 10 races, and, and granted, all these uh, guys did not um, compete against each other necessarily, but a lot of them did during this Illinois Speed Weeks. So that's four events right there. And like I said in kind of our conversation yesterday, after I saw the results of the poll, the Illinois Speed Weeks, that's that's basically two weekends. You know, it's not like – because a lot of times when I'm voting, I'm, I kind of give things a, a minute to simmer. I'm like, well, is that guy really that hot or is he really that bad? I, I look at it both ways. You know, a guy has a bad run. I'm not going to knock him down ten spots just because he has a bad run because I know how it is. But I'm also not going to give him ten spots when he has – a good, a good, a great finish, you know, because I also know that that can sometimes be a fluke. Uh, so four races, though, that's kind of a trend, you know, to a degree. I'll get right to it here. Dennis is ranked uh, ninth, and I just pulled out some of the guys that are ranked right around him, like uh, Bobby Pierce at sixth, Marler seventh, uh, Devin Moran eighth, and then Tyler Herb at at fifth. So that's five, six, seven, and eight. I was ranked right in front of him and i and there's a little, little comparison so over the last ten events that they they have ran Dennis Herb junior's finish average finish is a seven point three Tyler herbs who is ranked fifth his average finish is a nine point nine devin Moran's eight point six mike marler's technically it's a nine, but he failed to qualify for a race somewhere I, it's on my little list here i'm not really sure where that's at but he failed to qualify for a race somewhere so i'm not 100 percent sure how you'd even calculate that i just put that in as a 25 when i did my average so if you put that dnq as a 25 that brings his average up to a 10.6 as a finish which is not obviously 100 percent accurate but you have to have some way to balance that dnq same thing goes for bobby pierce who we have ranked sixth now he didn't qualify for one of these races, one of these flow races. So while his average is a 7.3 over his last nine races that he's been in, if you factor in a 20, 25th place finish for that DNQ, that brings him up to a 9.1. So even with even with these DNQs not calculated, nobody, none of these guys that I just mentioned has a better average finish over their last 10 races than Dennis Erb Jr. None of them. Then you look at, okay, let's see how they've done throughout the season itself. Dennis Herb Jr. has four wins. Tyler Herb has four wins. Devin Moran has three. Mike Marlar has four. Bobby Pierce has four. So the win totals are relatively the same. What about their top fives? Devin Moran has 20 top fives. He's heads heads and shoulders above the rest. Then you have uh, Dennis has 11. Tyler Herb has 17. Mike Marler has sixteen, and Bobby Pierce only has eleven top fives. So Dennis and Bobby Pierce, you know, take this in account here. Bobby Pierce, who's ranked sixth, Dennis, who's ranked ninth, same top five, same wins. The amount of money they've won, nobody's won. Nobody on this list, of course, has won as much as as from their, their sheer victories as Mike Marler, uh, who's who's banked one hundred thousand dollars, and then it's uh, Bobby Pierce at forty six thousand, uh, Tyler Herbert at forty five thousand. Dennis at 40, and Devin Moran at 35,000. So if you look back, I haven't broken this down in, as into uh, a head-to-head comparison yet, but I think what I'm getting at is I don't understand why, and I'm not trying to throw shade on any of these other drivers. I think what I'm getting at is I just don't, and you guys can maybe answer this question here that I'm just going to throw out. I don't understand why. Dennis Herb, I have an opinion. It's probably because he's not as flashy as the rest. He doesn't win as, as – it's not as cool when he wins as the rest of them, and he doesn't get up. And I'm I'm just baffled. You guys answer it. I mean, why does Dennis Herb not get as much love or why does he not get as much, uh you know, respect, so to speak, as these other guys who are, are now ranked above him? Oh, he's also, by the way, leading the world of outlaws points. So, I, I don't I'll let's go I'll throw this around the room. Kevin, you know what are your thoughts? You tell me why Dennis Erb Jr., you know, does not get the the attention, you know, or or the respect that these other guys uh, that are jumping up in the polls get. I
0: will well, say I, something I think, really Oh go, go ahead. No, go ahead, Derek. I'm going to say first off, this year's World of Outlaw crop is is not obviously top tier, so I think a lot of people are putting that in consideration. I'm not saying I am the reason I think people still have Devin Moran ahead of him, I don't to clarify, is that because he, you know, people are still thinking Speed Week stuff. I know Speed Weeks, this was three months ago, but I think some of the voters are kind of thinking, which I don't say is right or wrong, Robert. I'm agreeing with you on this one. I think some of them are like, you know what, Devin Moran, he had all that noise. Everybody was there. The tougher competition, like he, you know, I can see that because I think that's the reason why a lot of people have him ahead of him. Um, In terms of Bobby Pierce, I think because he just won Saturday night $30,000 a win, I think a lot of people are putting that in consideration. Is it right or wrong? No. With your stats backing it up, it's definitely no. Because my top – mine was Madden, Sheppy, J.D. Overton, Tyler Herb, and then I had uh, Dennis Herb Jr., Mike Marler, and then Kyle Larson was mine. So that's what I have for mine. Obviously, Kyle Arslan races less, but I, I can't answer that. I think personally those two things for some of those guys is Bobby winning that $30,000, and then people are still kind of voting Devin Moran, you know, because from speed weeks. And if you get started the hot speed weeks, you'll stay up in the poll longer than you like. would if you started winning in July. I just feel like that's been a common thing in this voting last four or five years. So that's what I'm looking at it. Kyle, are you kind of agreeing with me, or what's your thoughts on why people maybe Wait. have them Or little-
1: Okay, hold up just for a minute, Derek. Derek. So, and again, I like Tyler Erb, okay? He's a heck of a dude. And I I've voted him eighth this week. He is ranked fifth, okay? You talk about the competition. Look at the last four races that they were all at, the last four races, okay? he's He won in great, I mean, fantastic fashion. He has this last lap pass, uh, but it was actually – the least amount of money of the four races. The last race, he finishes 19th, Dennis is fifth. Then the next one, uh the next to last, Tyler Herb won, Dennis finishes sixth. The night that Dennis won, Tyler finished twelfth. The night that uh, the very first night of this Illinois Speed Weeks, Dennis ran sixth, Tyler finished fourteenth. So no offense to Tyler Herb, but he couldn't get out of his own way except for one of those races. But yet, but he also you, a, right.
0: he also passed Dennis Herb Jr. and had a parts failure. I don't consider that his fault as a driver. That was just an error that happened at Fairbury. I mean, but that's
1: it's. But we're ranking teams also. He had a, yeah, he had a parts failure, and I like Randall Edwards. And parts failures happen. Parts failures suck. And, and, but you yeah, you do sure. have to take you do have to take that into consideration for sure. But say a guy goes and has seven parts failures in a row. Okay, granted, this was one parts failure, but. Okay, that's one parts failure out of the four races. Well, I don't know what happened to him in the 14th place finish or the 12th place finish. But, again, three of the four nights, he finished behind Dennis. He finished behind him. For sure. So, anyway, I, I don't uh, – and, again, I like Tyler Erb. And if you're listening, Tyler, thank you so much for giving me the energy drink It got me through the night the other night. I, I, I was about to die when I got to the track. I was so gassed. But, anyway, he he helped me out. He helped me out. there. He's like, I'm like, who can I look – or to who can I look to to get me something to drink? And it was uh, Randall and Tyler hooked me up. So, anyway, again, I'm not trying to throw shade on any of these people. I'm just trying to figure out – go ahead, who's next?
0: Kevin. Well, I mean he's backing up the stats here. They're really good ones. Um, why do you think that, you know, our voters – could be you, could be me, obviously, with a little disparity, a you know, little difference. What do you think that is that Dennis Herb Jr. is so far low – I know, obviously, he's not really of the top four. Those four are pretty set. One through four, you can put all the way you want. But like five through 10, you can, you know, it's a a lot different for everybody. So what do you think?
3: Yeah, I I think, obviously, I'll just list off my top 10. Chris Madden, Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, Brandon Shepard. I think it's pretty distinct and clear that those four are tier one right now. You could even put Madden on his own tier, maybe right now. But then after that, I had Tyler Erb at five, even Devin Moran at six, Bobby Pierce at seven. I had Tim McCready at eight, kind of in hindsight, probably a little high for him, and then Dennis Erb at nine. So, to, honestly, I think I was looking back through the win totals over the past four years as this was kind of going on, this this discourse. And Dennis Erb's won, won four times last year, won three times in 2020. And four times in 2019, I think he had two wins in 2018. I think too often, and you see this in college basketball too, that you take previous seasons and they stick in the back of your mind as if they're reputations. And and, and it's like stigmas. You know, they carry on with, with, with teams and drivers. And so I know I, for one, get too wrapped up in that. So, and then whereas, you know, let's just be real a guy like Turbo, a guy like Bobby Pierce, you know, they're going to sell more t-shirts, right? Um, And so that's the sad reality of it, if you even want to go that far. But um, so, yeah, and then going off of Robert's stats, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realize, you know, sitting back and looking at it from a 10,000-foot view, um, just how consistent Dennis Herb has been. When you look at Tyler Erb's track record here over the past nine races, he's finished outside the top 12 five times. You know, you look at Dennis Herb, I mean, he his worst finish since Speed Weeks is 14th and twice, you know, and then he had a 13th at Bristol. You could honestly, you you could toss Bristol out if you really want to. It's not a conventional dirt track. Um, So for bad finishes. And so, I guess if I had to compare this to like college basketball rankings, right? If a team has a signature win, whereas Dennis serve had that signature win this past weekend, as Robert was talking about, right? But then you look at a guy like Tyler Erb, who also had a signature win, but you know you have three or four bad finishes. You could equate that to getting blown out in basketball. Are we gonna ignore that and just look at the signature wins, or are we gonna? look at the whole body of work and really look at it and not just ignore the blowout, so to speak. The nights that they just weren't even close, um, even if they were parts failures, this or that. And so, and then obviously too, you know, I think it, in, in the great sport that we get to cover and be around, there's so many moving parts and pieces. We can't compare it to stick and ball sport. You know, that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much more than the drivers, obviously. I mean, there's just so many factors and there's so many elements to just consider. But I think, you know, looking back over the four, past four or five years, I mean, Dennis serve has got four wins and we're not even out of spring yet. And so and he's leading at all points. And so I just think, I mean, yeah, Robert, you know, I'm all aboard with, you know, Robert's point and what he's making. Do I need to give more respect to Dennis Serv? Probably. I think, it, I, I think the rankings come down. The respect, honestly, I don't even think drivers really care about the rankings, but I think it sends a message in the back of their mind is who's respecting who um, more than the other, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that I have to say about it. And so you you look at the consistency of drivers and, um, you know, and uh, just like Dennis Serp, I mean, he's he's been consistent and uh, had that signature win this past weekend. So... Um, but then Bobby Pierce, you know, he had a signature win too. You know, Tyler Herbs had a signature win, but it all goes back to the, the, the consistency. And then Devin Moran, you know, I'm with you, Derek. Um, you know, that strong speed weeks probably is lingering a little bit more when I'm factoring in these, these rankings. I had him at number six. That's probably higher compared to most of the voters. Um, but he also really hasn't raced a whole lot too really since then, so I'm, I've kind of given him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, I mean, we could we, we could talk about it and, you know, debate it all day long, but um, I think everybody's got their own, own philosophy behind it.
0: Yeah, and Kovac, you're just sitting there quietly listening to each side of the story. You've been a voter for pretty much since 2014, so you're on your eighth or ninth year doing it. It's still like right or wrong. People, are, This is why it's fun. You can just argue whatever you want kyle made up a good point it's like college basketball relevancy like you have the blue blood so like when you hear their name they win it i feel like they get more leverage um b i think wins take a big factor in it. i think when somebody gets a win whoever's more recently won the race i think most voters tend to vote that guy higher even though they won on the same weekend practically so what's your overall thoughts on this and i guess we i guess uh what you have, maybe your top ten, or where do you have Dennis Herb Jr. Actually, where would you have Dennis Herb Jr. You probably you probably had him like thirtieth or something.
2: <laughs> no, actually, I'm looking back. I probably I did have him too. Low. If I would redo it, I'd probably redo it. I guess after hearing more of stats, you know, I had him at twelfth. So that was way – If I had to put him at eighth, he's he's probably eighth. I give him a few more points. He's probably eighth instead of ninth Good in the final poll. Oh man! Uh, but, I, but here, here's this is the way I look at it, though. I mean, I, I mean, Dennis is like, like, like uh, Robert said, he he's quieter. He's not, he's not up there, ba-, ba You know, he if he doesn't win, he probably didn't catch your attention. You know what I mean? Like, if Bobby Pierce doesn't win, he still caught your attention. Tyler Herb didn't win, he still got your attention, and, and especially watching on a video too. I mean, like, if you're watching a, a broadcast they're probably not going to sh- they're not showing Dennis Erb running, you know, smoothly and staying out of trouble at sixth or seventh place or something, but if Bobby Pierce was coming from 20th to fifth and banging around and like and messing up his quarter panel, that's probably going to be on you're going to check that out more. You're going to say, "Oh man, he was going pretty good." So that does factor in. And, and and I and Dennis is just more of a yeah, he he does he's he's just steady and he's not he's not going to stick out a lot of, in your mind if he doesn't win that race. And and a lot of what I I look at too is from all this is who do I think who who would I pick that that who who do I think is going to be that guy that's the who would I take in the next race, you know, at, at this point. And, and when you see Bobby pierre and and I do think a little bit of that, like like Kyle says, a little bit of that backs, you know, that the history, uh the blue bloods and stuff does come out so yeah yeah look at like a bobby pierce a little bit differently maybe than a than a dennis herb because dennis herb he doesn't get on big heaters you know this is of winning races a lot in a row but we have to look at maybe dennis is we have to look at him a little differently this year than than in past because his four wins already that's more than he's had at this before june i think since i don't know more than 10 years he's only won four twenty thousand only his fourth race of over $20,000 in his career. Uh, Most of the guys that like in front, like the, uh, the, the Pierce's and stuff have a, have a lot more than that in in their careers and just a single season even. Uh, So when when I look at like a Bobby Pierce, he didn't qualify. Okay. Those two races, but then the week before he was just at Mississippi thunder and and he, and he raced against Dennis and he finished, he won an outlaw race, a preliminary, he finished second in another. Uh, If he didn't get, have problems on Saturday. I think he was in line to have another really good run in the, in the main in the main event. And then he wins that race at, yeah, I I just have this feeling he he probably could, he he was right in the mix to win the first night at, um, at, uh, at Spoon River and, and my voting thoughts are uh, the hot guy too. I mean, like who's, 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 who do I think is going to be this, this coming week, what I probably take and, and 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 I know that when Bobby Pierce wins races, they usually come in bunches. And maybe I factored that in too much. I didn't use the consistency factor uh, of of Dennis Herb, of all those. I mean, I don't think he finished worse than sixth, right, in those uh in, in the races in the past week. And you know, and Bobby didn't qualify for a couple. But uh, I think that maybe I I I look at that a little different. And, and I, I'm like, man, Bobby Pierce. Just getting that win that's gonna put him on a roll I feel like he's a hot driver now and he's gonna be up there and I mean I had Tim McCready a little higher than than Dennis herb he didn't have the great Tim McCready didn't have the greatest uh, week at, at Charlotte but he also hasn't run much because Lucas keeps getting rained out and he doesn't he hasn't like gone off and raced somewhere else uh, uh, you know he didn't go to Mississippi Thunder to, to run that race after the races were canceled or he just ran a, a, a down Alabama, East Alabama, I believe. But I still believe, and I'm like, hey, I, I probably would still pick Tim McCreedy uh, at the next race uh, because I I don't think I'm not going to hold it against him that he's getting races rained out and stuff too. I think he's still fast, but nobody's getting any money for win, for the top 25. I mean, nobody's <laughs> it doesn't pay, um, and I know that guys do look at it though because I get plenty of you know I've seen I've had plenty of text messages after this and like, how, how's my, how's my driver, first owners or uh, especially how's my driver ranked here? You know, why is he not up higher? And it is, it's, it's tough though. After you get through the first four or five guys that usually are separated from the pack, it's tough to really, you know, to, to go, to, to to differentiate everything. But I I guess probably, I think Dennis Erba maybe is, is, is probably should be a little higher right now. I'm going to think that Nick through next week. We'll see how he does out here in Pennsylvania in the next uh, next few days too with the outlaws that's probably what i've done
1: is i've probably put this huge target on his back and he probably won't be able to get out of he probably won't be able to get out of his own way and everybody see uh, that guy what the hell he (laughs) doesn't know what he's talking about you know that's probably what i've just and that's i didn't want that to happen and you guys are 100 percent correct about those top four uh i agree you know those top four are kind of in a a different they're a final four type if we're talking if we were talking you know sticking ball sports you know they're they're in a kind of a different world of their own right now but uh, i guess i guess the thing that when i when i did the and you know and we get to look at this poll results obviously before it's published you know probably 24 hours before it's published and so i guess when i when i did look at the those poll results uh late i guess it was monday night um i just my my jaw dropped i'm like oh my god what and that's i think that's kind of where we're why this conversation is happening right now because i was so adamant about you know i'm like what the heck just what in the hell happened what just happened and so uh and that's why i was just kind of throwing that out there to see what uh you know what you guys mindset was i guess
2: yeah, I, Call what I one other little little thought too i mean like when I mean, you talk about like the blue bloods and, and they get a little bit maybe a little bit extra credit because of uh uh Benefit of the doubt, maybe, and, and can stay up there higher. He probably is with Den. I mean, Dennis. I don't know. We have to look back at this, but ninth—that—that that might be one of the highest rankings he's ever had. I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, we have to go back in the in the history books of the top twenty-five. But he—he, he, I don't think he's been ranked in the top ten too often over you know over the the duration of this top twenty-five. So, um, he's. I, I think that 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 might factor in a little bit, like like, but you know, like, oh my God, I mean, we haven't, I haven't put him up there that high. Maybe uh, maybe we, we he does he doesn't get that extra little bounce because uh, those other guys are have been up there so much, and you figure out oh, that they'll stay up there now because if they got one win or something, uh, maybe Dennis won't, you know. We we have to see we have to see over well, we're looking at him over more long term, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, I I agree. You know, and especially about the blue bloods. How long did Scott Bloomquist stay in the pole after he, you know, like got hurt or whatever? You know, and I, and I know that uh, you know it didn't. It doesn't take much. You you kind of it's like in the back of your mind you want a guy like Scott Bloomquist and a Billy Moyer. You want them in the pole. I mean, it's like I don't know why, but you just I don't know. That's just the way it is. And so it's like you feel like the racing world is is better when there's a Billy Moyer and a and a uh, Scott Bloomquist in it. I don't know, maybe. And so you look at that poll, and you're like, "What's it going to take for you know?" But for Bloomquist to crack the top twenty for me, and he's in the top twenty-five. I voted him back in, but for him to get higher than twenty, dude's got to win a race. You know, even Scott Bloomquist. You know, I mean, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get up on your horse, you know, and, and and win a couple races for me to rank you higher than twentieth, because there are a lot of good drivers out there right now and a lot of good teams. And so, but I think Scott Bloomquist kind of carries that same kind of like the opposite, you know, of what we're talking about here. You know, he's got that, he is a blue blood. And so you like, what's it going to take to get Bloomquist back in the pole? Well, he's ran really well, but you know, he's going to have to win races to get higher than where he's at, I think.
0: And this is also a, Just a great argument as well. Just because one through ten, you have guys that have at least four, to, you know, four at the minimum of wins. I feel like in the last couple of years we haven't had that. I feel like it was more domination by the top tier guys, and you would have like Sheppy seventeen wins, JD twenty over 30, and like Bobby Pierce, you would have like seventeen around the area. But I feel like it's switching up a little bit. There's more parity. There's obviously more races. You can pretty much race. There's going to be two national touring races each weekend, whether it's you know the three different series that runs. So I think it's making it tougher, especially from that five to you know twelve range, because you have all those guys having three to four wins. I mean, like Dale McDowell, he has some big three to four wins. So you're going to keep him up there in the top fifteen. So I think it's very interesting to see, and I can see arguments of why oh I'm going to take this guy this week. But Robert, with your stats though, that was that was Kovac like with all those guru stats. I love that there.
1: Well, I, again, I, 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 my jaw dropped. I'm like, and it it was, I came in and I was looking at it yesterday and then I forgot what I was doing. I got busy doing something else. And then my wife came in and started talking about supper. What are you doing? I'm like, Oh yeah, I meant to go. I meant to go compare these drivers because I want to be prepared for tomorrow because I just, in my head, I'm like, I just didn't, I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong because if I was wrong, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It would be like, I'd be like you guys are right i'm wrong and i looked at the stats and and i guess i was just overthinking it but you know i wanted i needed something to kind of back up my feeling of, of what i saw when i saw the poll late last night and i feel like uh-huh. i did they're yeah. and you're right from from fifth on back they're really close it's they're they could i think for the next depending on who gets hot i think it can be really interchangeable because you know, they all like I said, they all have four wins. They all have, except for Marler's big money that he won. Uh, you right. know, they all have uh, a close to the same amount of money won. They all have, except for you know, each one of them has something that's a little better than the other. But then when you look at it all together, they're really equal. So I'll give that to you. But I just feel like that uh, where he was ranked, uh, I feel like he should have been you know sixth, seventh in the poll. Probably that's oh, my opinion. I'm definitely not twelfth, like at Adam but
0: we'll oh, just for sure a for story. sure but I think me and Kyle kind of say we can go back to Kyle after I say this quick little thought Dennis Herb Jr that was his first win since like March 5th or March 4th at Clarksville like Bobby Pierce and Mark Mar- Mike Marler have won like two races within like the last three weeks or last two weeks so I think that's like I said like the win thing like oh this guy's won twice in the last two weeks Dennis Herb Jr., this is kind of his first win since, like, March 4th. And granted, he's won at three different series, which is damn good. But I think a lot of voters are thinking that, oh, he hasn't won since March 4th or whatever. People don't really take an account of, like, the top fives, which rightfully so. He has a yeah, perfect with the wins this year, better top fives and all that. But then, like, guys like – like, where should Kyle Larson be ranked? He has two wins. Every time he unloads, he's a top five car for the most part, so – He's always in the mix, too, of kind of where to put him at. And he always throws a little curveball as well. So, Kyle, you kind of thinking that before we go to one more thing? It's kind of like two wins in the last weeks for Bobby Pierce. We're going to have him up higher. Some of the voters. I don't think it's right sometimes, but that's their thought process.
3: Yeah, and I'm even going to mention a guy who we haven't even talked about the whole show who kind of goes to Robert's point about just how tight it is. I mean, Dale McDowell's at 12 right now. You know, like he was – not too long ago, he was inside top three, you know, contending for that number one spot after Bristol. And so, you know, since Bristol he's ran sixth, fifth, third, fifteenth at All Tech, tenth at All Tech, fifteenth, Wednesday at Charlotte, seventh, Thursday at Charlotte, and then twenty third on Saturday at Charlotte. Now he's tumbled down to twelve. You know, so yeah, I mean it's it's tight. And even a guy like Chris Chris Ferguson, who ran on the podium and inside the top six uh, at Charlotte, all week long, he's 13th, you know. So, I mean, you can just go down the list. You know, Ricky White's 14th. He won at Bristol. Um, Jimmy Owens at 15. We all know what he has. So, yeah, I mean, it's – I
1: had, had McDowell so at seventh, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay.
3: Yeah, so it's just – I mean, all those positions, you know, really that top 15, top 14, um, yeah, if a guy gets hot – Um, can certainly make their way up into that that top five, certainly shows the capability and the ceiling there for sure. Yeah,
0: i will be interesting to see, I think, Chris Madden right now. is kind of running away with it a little bit if he keeps winning these big money races. But I think this is the year where we have like four or five, possibly six guys that they start to get hot, get to like that double-digit range. You know, they could contend for it. It'll be interesting to see, say, if like – I'll just use Brandon Overton. He only has 12 wins on the year, but he wins the million. We're going to put him towards the rest, like the end of the year for voting and stuff like that. So, always fun. It's one of my favorite things to do throughout the week, and I love having this topic with us. Obviously, Kovac, I think, should get his voting rights revoked after a 12th, for or Junior, But you know, we'll
2: we'll Well, 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 well Robert good. had Dale McDowell at seventh. How About that, I had him at 13th, and that's exactly where he like that's where he ends up, right? So I'm I'm a, I'm good on Dale McDowell, right? Where'd Dale McDowell end up in the rankings? Twelve. I had him 13th. So I'm like I I marked I got him right on the bat on the bar, right?
1: I w- I only missed a couple like, and I always do that. I look to see where my mindset is versus the the poll as a whole. You know, mm. always like well. You know how far off and i i feel better about myself if i'm within say th- i i usually give myself a plus or minus three uh you know so variance, and I, I like it if it's a two actually you know if i can get it within two and and there were probably about three drivers that i was pretty far off on um but for the most part for the top and i and i think we generally do a a good job and you're right kevin people do Drivers will say, oh, I don't pay attention to that. But they're lying yeah, right. because we know that they do because they mention it to us because they mm-hmm. they post it on their Facebook when they when they crack the top twenty five, they're finally getting the recognition that they deserve. They feel like so regardless, it doesn't pay anything. You're correct. Thank goodness. Oh, God, I'm glad it doesn't pay anything. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but 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 uh, but, yeah, drivers do pay attention to it. There's no doubt in my mind that that. That's a fact.
0: One of the greatest things is top 25 AP polls. You've seen throughout history, people are always complaining. Imagine if this decided like the national champion like it did back in like the 40s for college football where we voted for the national champion AP style. So it's always fun, good fun, good top of a conversation. Some guys we need to look at stats more. Maybe no take some recent bias in some of them. But all in all, I think we've done a good job doing it. But guys, we're winding the show down. As always, we finish with one more thing. And Kyle, we'll start with you. What do you got, buddy?
3: Sure. Uh, I just did a story on John Henderson's return, uh, not only to racing, but um, in the in a Warrior race car uh, this past weekend at Charlotte. He renewed his relationship, uh, business-wise, racing-wise, with Mike Mike Nichols um, of War- Warrior Race Cars. So. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. Um, for those who don't know, uh, he had a craniology from a brain bleed back in 2020. So, um, you know, he's, he's back healthy and had a good conversation with him at Charlotte and, uh, had a lot of fun with that story. So, uh, wouldn't mind if
0: uh, people went online and read it. Go to DOD, check that story out on Mr. Henderson. Robert, Big Shot Bob, what do you have? You probably have some good, uh, good insight of one more thing. You were gone this past weekend racing.
1: I, I don't, I don't necessarily have. Uh, I just want to say I'm appreciative of the XRSs for swapping their Texas date. That's my one more thing. They, they had a, um, the the September races down there in Texas, uh, is the same weekend as like the Lucas at uh, was scheduled Brownstown. the same weekend yeah. as Brownstown. And, uh, and I think that's the same weekend that, uh, is that the same weekend, Kevin, maybe that you're going to be gone to the Midwest or somewhere to a big race or something. I can't remember, but, uh, maybe that was last year for Pete's sakes, but at any rate they swapped it. And unfortunately, uh, one of these races that, uh, has, is getting, um, swallowed by some of these other bigger races is the Magnolia state 100, which at Columbus, uh, Magnolia speedway there. And that's the same weekend also. I just wish there was a way to either get that uh, race uh, sanctioned or do something to where that race doesn't disappear. Because that's one of the longest running races there in Mississippi as far as, uh, it's, it's, honestly, it's about as close to a crown jewel as you're going to get in Mississippi. So uh, I hate to see that that race is still being um, ran upon, you know, like races kind of scheduled on top of it but anyway thank you to the xrss for moving their uh race from that weekend to the monday and tuesday of that week not 100 percent sure how that's going to work out another kind of midweek race at one of these tracks that doesn't draw a ton of uh of late model fans it's more of a sprint car and modified stronghold but uh but i'll be heading out there i suspect and so i'm, I'm uh i'm glad that they have uh rescheduled that uh and and you know, helping Brownstown maybe so we can get some of these drivers at some of these different places. So that's my that's my one more thing. I don't know if it's more than one or what, as usual. I don't know.
0: I'll count it as one, Robert, no matter what. I'd vote you in the top five no matter what for best rider at DOD. Um well, my one more thing that. is <laughs> my one more thing is there's a news article about <laughs> on ClarksvilleNow.com dot com saying the city of Clarksville, of course. Clarksville Speedway, owned by William Scoggin. Big piece of land. Ten years ago, there wasn't many houses around the area, but after I go back every summer, Nationals, there's more and more houses being built, businesses. So it's closing in faster. Well, the city of Clarksville once has interest of buying the Speedway near nearly for $7 million. Now, William Scoggin says they're not even close to a deal there, but they've reached out to him saying, hey, we want to start in the works of buying it, so be interesting to see if that Tennessee Oval Summer National dirt car staple will be around here in two or three years. Just kind of crazy how it was pretty much in the middle of nowhere, close to the edge of town. Now it's pretty much in the end, end of town. Be interesting to see. But $7 million is nothing to laugh at. We'll have to keep getting updates from this. And who knows? We might not have a Summer National track that's been there for a long, long time. So that's my one more thing. Kovac finishes off
2: strong. Oh, okay. Well, on Wednesday night tonight uh the castro flow uh racing night in america heads over to Marshalltown, uh, iowa Marshalltown speedway everybody talks so uh, really high high praise for this track from a lot of people and it's exciting to to be a race there to have a see a big late model show there uh hopefully the weather's good and, and everything can get in uh but one thing about that race that's the hometown of ryan gustin you know the world of outlaws traveler so he faces this uh kind of dilemma here i guess uh Got a twenty-two thousand dollar to win show in his in his hometown. Uh, he's running with the World of Outlaws. The World of Outlaws are running on Thursday in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. That's a nine hundred, you know, fifty miles or so. You know, fourteen to fifteen hour drive. So I was wondering, man, is he going to be able to? Will will he be able to run his hometown race, or is he have to? Or, or the that time frame that travel is going to be too much for him? But he says he's going to try to do the bonsai run. He's going to run uh, Marshalltown. And then he's going to load up as soon as this race is over. Hopefully he gets to win in his hometown. I'm sure he's thinking, and and then load up, head out, and then just—it's pretty much a straight shot right up out, out Route 80. It seems like uh, if you look at the uh, at the map, um, it's going to be a big long overnight haul. Hopefully that race—he's out of there before midnight or so, so uh, he can get to Bloomsburg. As long as Bloomsburg uh, happens, you know, it doesn't rain out or anything. Uh, he's got a long, long travel. Hopefully he doesn't have any problems on the way, but. He's going to be the be the guy that goes uh you don't see that many that that long of an overnight haul too long for uh for races but he wants to do everything he can to make sure he runs his own contract. So good luck to uh good luck to Ryan Gustin at, at Marshalltown and and uh, safe travels as he gets to Bloomsburg. Yeah, safe travel
0: travels to Ryan Gustin. Best of luck to him. All eyes will be on Marshalltown of course tonight. Not too many super late-model races there, so be sure to check it out. As well, all these great stories that these three have produced over this past weekend, what they'll produce during the week, blogs, extra stories, sidebars, uh, Kovacs column, and then they'll be at the races this weekend. Busy weekend, as always, so make sure to tune in to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. Check out One Lap, One Beer with my boy, McKay Winger. Check out the highlights, all points in between. We will see you next week on the Dirt Reporters.